Hey girlfriend, this is Jan James. Welcome to the Hope After Breast Cancer podcast, where women who have endured breast cancer learn to have fulfillment over frustration, clarity over confusion, and faith over fear. We tackle the issues that many of our sisters face after a breast cancer diagnosis, from brain fog to fear of recurrence, from menopause to sex after breast cancer. This is the place to learn how to have hope after breast cancer. So strap yourself in. Welcome to the Hope After Breast Cancer podcast. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Amy King. She is someone that lives near me in Arizona, USA. And um, I actually asked her if she would do us a really big favor. Uh, We have the Sex After Breast Cancer Facebook group, which is now well over 5,000 women, and it's growing like hotcakes. And Um, A while back, Amy wrote this beautiful post about how some of the things that she learned in the Sex After Breast Cancer group, as well as some information from her gynecologist, had really allowed her to reclaim her sexual health after breast cancer. So I invited her to talk with you about the things that she did in the hopes that those might encourage you to look at some of the same things. Um, I'm going to just state for the record, There is no one-size-fits-all for us girls, unfortunately. It's not a checklist that you can just check off. Um, I would encourage you, if if you're in the Sex After Breast Cancer group, to always go and search for hashtag solutions because you want to determine whether or not painful intercourse might be caused by muscle problems, tissue problems, lubrication problems. There's lots of different ways that things go a little sideways. And so you need to be able to treat the right thing. So just take a look for hashtag solutions to find that. But let me introduce you to Amy. I'm so glad you're here, Amy. Thank you for having me, Jan. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Well, can you tell our women a little bit about your journey? Um, Tell us a little bit about your diagnosis. And then I'm excited for you to tell the story of how you got your sexual health back. Okay, thank you. Well, so I was diagnosed with invasive breast cancer, a triple positive in May of 2019. Uh, I had three lumpectomies, followed by six rounds of um, chemo, uh, and then a whole year, well, and radiation, a month of radiation, and also an entire year of what are called um, uh, natural monoclonal monoclonal antibodies like yes, like yes thank you right um, yeah. and so yeah I just actually finished a little over a year ago my hair is growing back Yay. exciting yeah and um soon after I finished I had finished chemo and I was starting radiation I was seeing a um acupuncturist for my neuropathy problems and uh I was I was kind of kind of complaining a little bit. Not, I said, I love my oncologist, but I feel like I, I felt like Humpty Dumpty and I was broken and I needed people to put me back together again. And I just didn't know where to truly start. And my oncologist who I loved had said kind of like, basically like take some calcium, you know, or magnesium or something. It wasn't like, I needed like somebody to sit me down with a list and say, this is what you need to do. And that acupuncturist gave me the best advice. She said, Doctors all have different toolboxes. She said, they're all wonderful, but they know how to fix what they know how to fix. And your oncologist knows how 
how to stop cancer, which is a miracle, right? Mm-hmm. But said you need to go seek out help from different people that are specialists in those areas that you're, you know, that you're suffering. And so that kind of put me on a journey to just start asking a lot of questions and researching groups like this and just trying to find out different tools to help me in my healing process. And so I was lucky enough to find your group, this group, and also to be um, referred to a sexual, a women's sexual health gynecologist that specializes in issues like sex after breast cancer. Yeah, and and she's really an an oncology specialist, you mentioned to me. She is. She does a lot of work with um, oncologists, and I was very lucky that she also um, worked for the same company that my Mm -hmm. oncologist did. Um, Not the same office, but she was able to to talk to her and ask questions and make sure that the treatment she was giving me was approved for my oncologist, and that was important to me to make sure that I wasn't doing something that was going to, you know, cause cancer or reoccurrence. Right. We were talking a little bit prior to um, pressing record that Mm -hmm. um, I know from our experience over the last 10 years that many of you may be in cities where you're not that fortunate to have a big list of doctors that you can see. We really know that. But um, when, as Amy is sharing her story, you need to know that there is a new kind of discipline within medicine called integrative medicine and people doctors in different specialties now are becoming integrative specialists Mm -hmm. and so the gynecologist for example that amy is talking about here in the phoenix arizona area is someone that would be considered to be an integrative gynecologist with a specialty in oncology. So she really won the lottery with that person, right? But uh, so these are just all words that you might wanna jot down as you're trying to find the right doctors for you. But for those of you that um, may not have, again, a big list to choose from, just understanding the kinds of things that Amy is going to explain will help you go back to your PCP or your gynecologist to discuss some of these potential solutions for you. Okay. Right. Thanks for letting me get that in Amy. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's perfect. So something that she did. So when I was having treatments and I started having, you know, the vaginal dryness, um, my oncologist had let me use a product called replens, which you might've heard of. And that didn't really do a lot for me, but I've heard some people say that it, that it was okay. And so, you know, that, that's what, that was one place to start. But it didn't do a lot for me. Um, I had, I, so one thing that she did for me, the first thing, so, so in the, she, you know, she obviously did a vaginal exam and she explained to me not only that I had some atrophy, right? That was number one problem, atrophy. And she, yes, and <laughs> she, she, she measured almost like when you're pregnant or you're or having a baby and you dilate. She measured the, the, the size or I don't know what the, the degree, I guess, of my atrophy. Surprisingly, she said I wasn't as bad as some, you know, like it could be worse, which was surprising. So she, that was one thing. She measured that. And then she also, of course, went inside and took samples, basically, of my vagina and swabbed it and, and looked at it under a telescope and also measured my pH balance. You know, that's something that I did not know a lot about and was really important because she said my pH balance was way off, you know, from chemo. Interesting. Yeah. 
had fried and dried me, right? And I know a lot of women suffer from that. And so I had two major problems going on. Um, and so she was able to, the product that she she prescribed for me, and a lot of women have used this before, is this, is this Reverie, which is hyaluronic acid. So that was for the inside of my vagina. But the other thing that she checked is she checked my pelvic floor muscles, which is a lot of women need to go to pelvic floor specialists or therapy. I didn't, but that was important. So she checked that. She checked to make sure that nothing else was going on inside of there, you know? And that was important to rule out any other issues, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. that there be other things going on. Yeah, so a lot of women might be, might have endometriosis or yes. fibroids or things like yes. that. So that is again on our solutions list that you want to rule things out so that you're exactly. actually treating yes. the situation with the right stuff. So exactly. Yeah. Yes. So she did that. She was very thorough. So she addressed the, like I said, I was doing what I did was what I used this reverie about three times a week. And this was, um, I didn't have to get a prescription. It's just online. Um, and you can get it reoccurring. And then the other days, what she gave me was these, these, um, vitamin E key E Carlson suppositories, which are just on Amazon and they're natural. You could also just use coconut oil. Although some people, it doesn't, you know, some people have issues with that. So this is what I did. These two, I, I, um, rotated them mm -hmm. to, to help with the vaginal dryness, to restore my pH balance. Right, and also that they're, in essence, they're internal moisture, moisturizers, right? Exactly. And so just FYI, I also have used hyaluronic acid and for, I let me just, let me describe mine, which I mm -hmm. got actually prescribed by my gynecologist and I got them filled at a compound pharmacy. Yeah, and, so, and compound's great. Right. Yeah. And so in essence, they look like they look like a bullet that's made uh -huh. out of wax. Yes. And there's an applicator that you put them in and then just you just yes. insert it like a tampon and yes. press the little plunger at, right before bed. And then that waxy stuff, uh, it melts overnight. So yep. it really moisturizes while you're laying down. Is that similar to Reverie then? That's exactly the same. Yes. Yep. Both of these are suppositories that you just insert vaginally, and that's exactly what they do. They melt, Perfect. they keep that. And that hyaluronic acid basically restores that pH balance to your, your inside of your vagina so that you don't have that dryness anymore. Mm -hmm. When you're lacking the estrogen, you know, then it that's what happens inside. It's very similar to what happens when women go through menopause. So, um, so that was the first thing that we did. The second thing that we did uh, is um, find a good a good lubricant. And this Yes OB is what I use. It's plant-based, but it's not for women that if you use condoms, this is not the one you would want to use. But you're on your on your Facebook group, there's lots of good lubricants out there. Right. But another thing I learned is that like the KY jelly that I had been using prior was not gonna do it anymore. A good lube is a very important part of it as well. Right. So, and can I can I jump into you yep. mentioned replens earlier too. Yep. 
Um, two of our expert contributors have said, don't go near replens for various really? reasons. Yeah. And yeah. Then, uh, and we do, um, again, based on my hashtag kind of thing, which is how we yeah. buy things yeah. in our group. If you do hashtag lube or lubes, you'll find the list that our pelvic floor therapist, Kathy Cates, has put together. It's got mm -hmm. moisturizers, lubricants, and condoms that are all recommended to her patients. Okay. So that's okay. a really comprehensive list there. Yeah. Great. That's good. No, that's good to know because I, I, I never knew there were so many good um, lubes out there before. Well, and just it's just what you're saying too. Some upset the pH balance. Some are, yes. um, the osmosity is important. Mm -hmm. the, the way that lubes interact with a condom is important. You know, yeah. is it water-based or oil-based? Yep. I learned more than I really ever wanted to learn. <laughs> I know, right? So many things. So the the next thing that we tackled along with a good lube is is the um, the atrophy, right? So we had the vaginal dryness and we had the atrophy. So the atrophy, the way that I had to combat that is um, my the gynecologist recommended some dilators, some vaginal dilators, and and these aren't the kind that like actually vibrate or anything. They they look something similar like this, and there are several different types and several different kinds. But I just ordered me a kit. And um, there's instructions on how to use them, but she actually taught me how to use them. She had me bring them and, and kind of talked about how to use them along with my part, my husband, um, but also how to use them to basically stretch, stretch out my vagina again. And honestly, I didn't, for me, luckily, I didn't need them for very long, but they did what they needed to do. Awesome. And, and then I didn't have that problem anymore. And it, it went away fairly quickly as long as I actually used them. We actually sometimes say use it or lose it, but it's really true when it comes to the vagina, right? That it yes, just becomes tighter and tighter yep. the less that you use it. And so the yep. dilators are, are meant to, to relax the muscles, yes. stretch the tissue, that kind of yep. thing, right? It's, it's, it's like a physical therapy almost, you know? Right. And that... That is what my, the gynecologist said. She said, if you don't use it, you will lose it. It is a muscle and it, you know, atrophy because I wasn't concerned about that during chemo, you know? Right, right. So, the, um, so that really was a, a game changer for me. So after I had done all of these things, I, I had good lube. I had the dilators, no more atrophy. I had no more dryness. That was all good. Even after all of that, I still had this little part at the opening of my vagina that was almost like a paper cut. It was so sensitive and it would rip and it was bleed and it would be just excruciatingly painful and it would not heal. So finally, um, the, the gynecologist recommended after, after consulting with my, my oncologist first, um, a compound pharmacy mixed a cream um, with a little bit of DHEA in it, which it is a little bit of an estrogen, mm -hmm. um, However, she, she talked to me about studies that they had done and shown that it was safe for, for breast cancer women. Now this, it looks, it looked a little bit like this, but it just, I wanted to just show you how little it is. It's just this oh, little wow. thick. It's just this, oh, it's not even going to come out right now. I'll get a different one. It's just this little teeny tiny click and it's like basically a dab will do you. And it it only goes on the outside. It does, it's nothing going inside. You're not sticking it inside and you don't need very much. And it didn't, I didn't need it very often. 
But once I put that little bit up there, it healed that area. Wow. And I haven't had any problems since. Wow. That's awesome. I use it like, I use it now maybe once a month just to keep that area soft. Mm -hmm. It, it was ripping open. And the gynecologist explained to me that that little spot, it's like right at the bottom of your vagina opening. It is where all your nerves are. So where you get pleasure, but it's also where you have the pain and it was hard as a rock and it was ripping and bleeding. It was just, it was so awful. And so there was no way, even though I had taken care of the atrophy and I had taken care of the dryness, I couldn't get that part to heal. And so for me, and maybe all women don't have that problem and won't need it necessarily, but for me, getting that prescription with a approval from my oncologist and also getting it from a, a compound pharmacy mm-hmm. was important. Again, it's not internal. So you're not putting it inside. You're, it's on the outside. And for me, that kind of, I guess, brought to um, end kind of this journey of, of getting myself healed. And once I was healed and the pain went away, then I could enjoy that intimacy again, you know, and move on with my life. And it really was life-changing for me. That's so awesome. Well, your success story was the reason I wanted to just sit down and allow our women to hear your story from you. So the thing we talked about earlier was it's, ladies, it's horrible that your intimate life has been stolen through the breast cancer experience. It's awful. It's why we have the Sex After Breast Cancer group but you need to know there are solutions. However, the solutions aren't like, you know, check a box and it's all done, right, Amy? Right. It takes takes effort to, in essence, diagnose with your doctors what's actually going on and then coming up with the solutions and allowing your body to heal so that you can reclaim that part of your life. So super important. Well, Amy, is there anything in closing that you wanna share? No, I just, I just wanted to say, I appreciate your time and your group and the inspiration. You know, my first day, I remember going into chemo and everyone's heard this quote, but there was a little sign and it just said, you know, basically one day your journey will help somebody else, you know? And I feel like so many people have helped me along my journey and I found my place myself here. I had no idea when I started, you know, breast cancer treatments that this would end up being a problem. Like I didn't, I didn't make that connection. I don't think a lot of ladies do. You don't understand how severe the treatments can be. And then they leave you um, like Humpty Dumpty and you got to kind of put yourself back together again. So I just appreciate everyone's comments and ideas and solutions. And of course, for you for putting together this wonderful group to help people. It is really a beautiful group and everybody is so helpful to one another. And you, especially when I um, approached Amy about the post that she did about her success, I thought, oh, here I am talking to a gal that I don't even know. Hey, do you want to go on a video on the website <laughs> and talk about what helped your sex life? Yeah. <laughs> so that's so she's very brave and um and so generous to be able to tell her story to all of us. So I really appreciate it, Amy. Thank you so much for so oh, you're very welcome in this way. It's really it's a huge blessing to be able to, and I think a huge encouragement to everyone to just hear the success that you've had. Yeah, good on you, girl. For thank you. I just it. I just don't want anyone to give up because I see that all the yes. time. I gave up, and it did take me. It wasn't 
you know, it was over a year after my treatments finished that I finally was like, I've got this, you know, but it, so, so don't give up. Okay. So here's a question that just pops in my head. So you had atrophy, which I have also been diagnosed with atrophy and, but what about libido? Was your libido all intact after cancer? (sighs) No. And I would say that it is still not a hundred percent. However, um, once I was able to get pain free yes. and, and have that closeness again without the pain, it helps so much. Now, am I, am I exactly how I was pre? No. And, and I realize that I'm never going to be, but I also won't take that intimacy for granted anymore, right? Because I lost it and I was able to gain it back. So I don't think my libido is going to be the same, but just the fact that I'm not in pain has increased it. Does that make sense? Absolutely, it does. Like, I was I, almost so yeah. PTSD from the pain. Yes, I yes, was shying yeah. away from it. I didn't want to do it anymore because it hurt so bad. Right. For three days, I couldn't stand to, you know, do anything. But now I'm fine. I can, you know, be intimate. I'm fine. I don't have any right. consequences afterwards. So I think it has changed it for me. Very that- cool. Absolutely. No, that I'm really glad I asked that because I think that that's, that's more, more of the battle than we think that being able to have a pain-free experience allows us to maybe even have a pleasurable experience, both from an intimacy standpoint and a physical standpoint. So yeah. Yeah. So thanks again for your willingness to be able to share your story. And so I hope that this is helpful to some of you and um, just give old Amy and add a girl when you when you uh, see your posts in the Sex After Breast Cancer group. And if you're not already in the group, just look for Sex After Breast Cancer on Facebook. It is a private group. You can join it. Uh, anybody that's had breast cancer can join it. And um, it is uh, private so that although you may see posts in your feed, nobody else sees anything from our group. So we really have the freedom to talk about everything and we do. So, <laughs> so this is Jan James signing off for Hope After Breast Cancer. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much. Girlfriend, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I hope you found some nuggets to encourage you and give you hope. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You never want to miss an episode. And we'd love to know how we're doing, so please be sure to leave us a review. Until next time, this is Jan James encouraging you to remember there is hope after breast cancer. See you next time.